0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. We just have a good rhythm together, you know, he sort of feels me out, I feel him out. And uh,
1: we go for it. Hello and welcome to the worst idea of all time episode nine for this fourth season. Myself and Guy Montgomery are on a quest. A quest to watch Sex in the City, the movie, 52 times as quickly as possible. This is day three of a daily watch. Report in, Guy.
2: Yeah, we're certainly in the pocket right now, aren't we? We've set it into a good Mm. rhythm. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, can I be honest? I was in quite a foul mood having watched this film, but I've just finished reading a Vanity Fair article in which our friends... The McElroy brothers have fulfilled a quest to be a part of Trolls 2. Um, huge. McElroy Brothers, of course, best known for my brother my brother and me, uh, affiliated with us through the eternal podcast till Death to Us Blight. And I'm just it's really um, it's really put a spring in my step. Uh, and I look forward to slowly having the air let out of my balloon as we pour over the, this ninth screening of Sex in the City, the film, I've got reams of notes in front of me, Tim. Do um, you? A seriously solitary experience. I. Because I.
1: What I was thinking through pretty much this whole watch is I was just looking forward to jumping on the phone with you, bud. All I wanted to do was hang out with my boy Guy. And I wanted to throw the movie to the wind and just have a chat to you. Because I, I, this movie. You know, the fifth girl, they say, is New York. You're in New York City. You live there. I want to get the lowdown.
2: How's it going? How's the move <laughs> been?
1: What's the situation with
2: Monte? Do you know that uh, today, as I settled in for my third watch uh, of Sex in the City... In as many uh, days. I thought, um, you know, I could very well be in literally any city doing this. For the amount of time I spend in the house and uh, down the local cafe, which I love, you know, I guess the, the the value is in knowing the option is always there to be beyond New York. But I think, you know, the, the challenge in living here, half the battle, Tim, is in getting here, and then the other half is enduring being here. You're, um,
1: usually I don't like to sort of date the podcast with things that are happening, but you've already opened the McElroy's can of worms, because I'd like to bring to your attention that, isn't there a massive storm bearing down on you guys at the moment? Uh, no.
2: Is that further south, down the line? Uh, I mean, in short, I've, I've... Not heard. Hide. nor I. I spoke to one. <laughs> Do you know what's going
1: to happen? Out the window that I can see behind you in this video conference call, it's just going to
2: shatter, and the place is going to flood because you've been tuned nah. out to the news. Nah, man. I, I, so I've only spoken to one other person today, and uh, neither of us brought up the storm. I mean, that's you know that's interaction. I've I've, I've had fleeting, uh, passing conversations with uh, the the barista at the coffee shop, and I believe when I was taking my seat at the coffee shop, I said to the person sitting next to me, oh, excuse me, um, because I had to sort of, you know, side hustle my way into my chair. I uh, said, so, I mean, don't worry about me. I'm, I'm drinking socially, so <laughs> to speak. You're choking that I'm, one up to a win. Yeah, yeah. I'm hydrated. But no, I think you got some misinformation there, Tim. Uh, the very reliable folks at the Apple weather app reckon that from 6 a.m. through to... All day tomorrow, there's a 40% chance of uh, lightning, Uh, Mm -hmm. and presumably rain. It's very rare to get lightning without it. Um, I will say this, very loud thunderclaps here, and really impressive, you know, very American. They really go all out. They fork lightning. I don't know if the thunder knows where it is. See,
1: it's a brand new thing for Kiwi lads, isn't it? Because we get sheet lightning in the South Pacific,
2: but they've got fork lightning. It's a lot more cinematic. Yeah, the whole experience is more uh, cinematic. And, you know, that's that's one of the things I love about living in New York City is um, all it takes is a stroll down the street and you feel like you're you're the lead character in your own film. As well, you should. And uh, that goes for people who are living anywhere, not just New York, because uh, you well and truly are your own protagonist. But, Tim, I don't want to give you the satisfaction of uh, hearing about the personal details of my life and sort of sidestepping... The substance of this podcast, which is uh, discussing the film, um, can you, have you? I mean, do, do you want me to start with some opinions, and you can bounce off those? Or do you have anything in particular you'd like to say?
1: Um, I don't have anything in particular I'd like to say about this movie.
2: <laughs> well, fair enough. Uh, I got a few a few points to, to raise. First of all, Runkle's tie that you spoke about in the last episode is fucking hideous. Oh what? my god, that is honestly one of the nastiest pieces of fabric I've ever laid eyes on.
1: I am aghast. That my thick... good man, it is a beautiful pink tie upon a oh. crisp
2: white shirt. No, it's absolutely not. It, honestly, and because uh, I was I was enjoying Runkle this movie, uh, and I was thinking Same. this guy is a great guy. You always enjoy Runkle. You are Runkle's numero
1: uno fan. I'll talk to that in a moment, but let's get through the tie first.
2: Oh, anyway, I was enjoying it all, and then I saw him in that tie, and I was like, "What the? What is going on with you, man? Get it together!" You're, oh. I just like I, because I, I never wonder what he does for a job. I've got no idea. Uh, and then, as soon as I saw that tie, I became very uh, cynical, and I thought it's quite a sinister tie. I was like, "This guy, sinister. Uh, yeah, this guy sells." You know, wonky insurance policies. He uh, he shafts the little guy. He's up to no good. He takes long, guy, wine-soaked he, lunches on a Tuesday. Who? So what? This, and this is all just from the tie,
1: the pink tie that he's wearing. What does it communicate to you? Is it just the things that you've described? Some scummy bottom feeding, muck raking. Some guy. Um, yeah, he's, he's fuck made over a lot, everyone else to get mine. Guy. Ex-
2: exactly. That's exactly. And this is, I mean, and aside from that, this is a lovely, a caring husband, a, a marvelous father, uh, truly a, a model partner, really, you know, amongst the, the absolute dire straits that the other gals confronted with during the film. Runkle is A pigeon uh, among the pigeons, as I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is what you'd say. And what I love is that a lot of people would know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I certainly do. That, that rascal! He's interesting... a real pigeon among the pigeons. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's really throwing a pigeon amongst the pigeons. Um, yeah. Of course, pigeons would react to that because I think they'd they'd realize and recognize a domesticized bird, and they'd probably gang up <laughs> <What>? on them. <laughs> I'd yeah. say it would be especially, a pretty <laughs> especially throwing it into the mix because
1: pigeons like <laughs> yeah, a lot but... of animals. I believe would have some sort of established pecking order. Excuse the pun, and then to yeah. just just Throw another one in.
2: Immediate suspicion from, from the other from the other pigeons. I mean, that is not how you rock amongst up. The pigeons. <laughs> a genuine, yeah. Anyway, uh all of this was contained in the tie, and I was sort of looking forward to the tie the whole time because I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what Tim singled out for praise. But my God, man,
1: I just don't understand. Well, because you've told me about how the tie makes you feel, but what is it about the look of it specifically? Is it the shade of pink? Is it it's, the kind of no, pink? no, no.
2: It's the it's the it's the shape and the pattern and presumably the fabric. It's just it's all like it's uh it's quite it's a thick sort of chunky tie. It looks like it's made of uh, silk or satin, possibly a blend. It's quite from in profile. It's quite thick, thicker than I think it needs to be. And then it's sort of got like a, a sewn in imprint. It appears to be maybe slightly floral or some sort of pattern. And um, yeah, but you're judging the tie by modern standards,
1: guy. With the, the- skinny tie is all in plus we're two slender gents we look better in a skinny tie runkle's got a bit of beef on him he needs a thicker tie you could i I, this is not i'll give uh, you the pattern though i don't like the pattern i paid more attention to it this watch after i really uh you know nailed my colors to the flag last time and i I don't stand by the pattern but i stand by the fact that it's a, a cool pink tie on a white shirt and it looks good generally look
2: there's no denying that it is a pink tie on a white shirt and um, I think it's probably best for both of us if we leave it at that, because I would also uh, like to take this opportunity to issue an apology, uh, not necessarily to you, but um, certainly to Charlotte. I sort of came in pretty hard, I I came down pretty hard on uh, Charlotte yesterday, it would be fair to say. I'm just uh, finding my observations about her in my notes Um, and first of all I don't want to backtrack on anything I said about Miranda but I I sort of um, I I, I watched the movie in a different light today and um, there are elements of Miranda's behaviour which I find abhorrent and I uh, was blind to them yesterday for whatever reason uh, but I found a tough company this watch and um, you know, just I, I mean, yesterday it was like I didn't even consider, I didn't even consider how selfish she is in her treatment of Big at the rehearsal dinner. I mean, uh-huh. you would never, no matter what you're going through personally, you should never cast doubt on the idea of marriage and lifelong matrimony at a rehearsal dinner, no matter what you're going through, unless you are having grave doubts about the connection of the friends or friend who's getting married to whoever. Well, um, she wasn't. It's just she was not done. just projecting her own bullshit, and uh, it is, it's 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 terrible. And then beyond that, you know, her her constant um, p- piggybacking her she piggybacking her experience to everyone else's. You know, like she's so stubborn and her refusal to acknowledge or consider Steve, um, who was looking very cute in therapy today, by the way. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Yeah, got your juices flowing, huh? Fucking heck! I mean, I would take, I would have taken him back right then and there if I could have. Uh, fucking heck is the most hilarious combination of those two <laughs> words you could have selected. Uh, but uh, you know, her who to even engage or acknowledge him in any way beyond as a father to Brady, um, and like it, the the binary way in which he sees everything, and then her 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 persistence and Carrie apologising, her constant lauding of her. Uh, motherhood and career over her friends. Um, it's, it's at some point, you know, I feel like, I don't know, she's got to accept personal responsibility. And um, I feel like yesterday, in, in my blindness to some of these attributes, I sort of apportioned an unreasonable amount of frustration or blame on Charlotte. And um, I'd like to walk that back. I'd like to apologize to Charlotte. I would like to say, you know, we've all got work to do on ourselves. I'll be the first to say it. Um, But, you know, that's when there is value in doing this the way we are, is that I feel like uh, I'm seeing the whole picture.
1: Well, that's very big of you (laughs) to, not Mr. Big, I I might add, he would never self-reflect in the way that you have. But that's very good of you to just take a step back, take a breather and reassess the assertions that you've cast on these uh, characters day by day. It's not even week by week, mate. It is literally one day at a time here at West Idea Industries.
2: One step at a time, there's no need to rush. It's like learning to fly or falling in love. It's gonna happen, baby, when it's supposed to happen and we find the reason why. One step at a time. Couldn't tell you the artist, couldn't tell you the song title. Presumably one step at a time.
1: So good. I don't know who that was either, but the harmony that you produced suggests to me it was almost like a Hall and Oates kind of a number. It was a big song, and obviously I enjoyed it. Yeah. Can you Google that while I talk about Runkle? He's holding up a bottle of coconut water, folks. I wouldn't call that a bottle, sorry. It's a box. A box of coconut water to the camera. Bit of Vitacoco today. Timbo to see.
2: Let's see how yeah, that Yeah, how's it treating you? Well, I tell you, like, when I open it, you you uh, roll your sleeves up and put your yeah. your fucking wrists and elbows into a, a bit of Runkle. I'm doing it. The sleeves are up.
1: Here's what I thought about Runkle today. In a world of femininity and female empowerment and strength, this uh, woman-led, almost solely woman cast, really, the men. Uh, don't feature a huge amount. Fuck. Do you know what I haven't actually thought about in this movie? <laughs> do you Do you reckon this movie passes the bishdale test? Because they must. are constantly
2: I mean, talking about their dudes. It's true, actually. That I mean, it is. There's is what. <laughs> it's a great question. It, it, Fuck just, man. You, if it doesn't,
1: I will be. Um, man, I it, won't be that shocked, but it'll. I
2: would be disappointed. I'd be impressed for sure. Um. That is such a good question because they are. There's one thing I noticed today as well. Is it's like v- virtually all of the the motives that are given to the characters in this movie are to do with their you know the relationships and the various states of disarray they are in. It's madness, really, isn't it?
1: I mean, I get that. It's sex in the city. It's what the series and the books and everything's about. Anyway, I I got I sidetracked myself. We'll go back because I think the point we're in now is a better point but let me just say this about Rankle, which is what i was leading up to he is such an adorable man in this film i love his loveliness he's so like sweet his delivery of it is my lot in life to be surrounded by beautiful women" when he meets carrie at the hospital uh just it stepping of the delivery room
2: almost makes you forget the tie i agree the guy is loaded with charm and that's why i found the tie so upsetting today is because Sort of, it took the shine off what was otherwise uh, a graceful and elegant display. What do you, what
1: describe the tie that would fit the man, the angel uh, we know as Runkle.
2: By the way, it's uh, Jordan Sparks, One Step at a Time. Ah. And the song was released in 2007. It's so, a far Lord, cry from Hall and Oates. Lord knows how that's still rattling around. Um, 11 years later and for no reason i have so many song lyrics trapped inside of here were you working in top 40
1: radio at that point or was that after
2: no 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 2007 i'm uh i'm 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 in wellington man i'm working at monsoon poon or something
1: a restaurant as a server i reckon you would have been pretty good but pretty cheeky very forward for a server, which I, uh, I enjoy, but not
2: everyone yeah, does. Yeah, good analysis. Um, uh, there's actually a hangover of that I carry with me today, whereby I forcibly try and become friends with everyone who works in hospitality, no matter how little interest they have in it. Um, and the ruder someone is to me, the more <laughs> aggressively I will pursue their favor. Uh, the ruder the fruit, the sweeter <laughs> the fruit. That's right. Uh, but it's the tie, a real pigeon among the pigeons, a tie for the man. Look, I, 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 I can't describe a tie for Rankle that better I just think it's a tie I don't notice. I have um, no real opinions on Rankle's sartorial decisions. Uh, you know, I think like a like a a, a sound editor. Um, you know, they've done a good job when you haven't noticed their presence. Yeah, sure, and sure. and um. And that that's where that tie fails. For it's me. too loud for you guy. The
1: tie's no, no, too loud.
2: No. But I like loud. You know, you've seen me dress. I've come yeah, in you finding for the way it. In which I dress. Pretty incredible that you're
1: dishing out very specific fashion advice for a film that is known for its fashion.
2: Uh no, no, cuz that's critical of my fashion which is pretty much inch perfect. It's 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 more that it's not the loudness of the tie. It's the it's the a combination of things that I've already described. And I, I I'd sooner move on to be honest. I mean I'll give it another outing tomorrow or whenever the heck. Um,
1: I'd I'd happily never talk about the tie again.
2: Well, there in you fact, go. in
1: some ways, I'm sorry I brought it up in the first instance. But should we get back to the uh, <laughs> validity of the out test to to apply? Well, okay, do film? you wanna
2: you wanna try and place a conversation that isn't. Uh, centered around a man. Um,
1: I, I'm do, I'm doing it right now. I'm rolodexing in my head. I'm trying to think of some time when they're talking about their jobs.
2: Because uh, it's yeah.
1: like, yeah, what, fuck. What about? Do you know? My brain just flashed to Six in the City too, and I was like, oh, there's that bit when Miranda's in the board meeting at her work. I was like, no, it's the test is A conversation between two women. When they're not talking yeah. about a man, right? Is that
2: the, that's the test? That's the right? test. That is exactly the test. Uh, maybe the scene where um, Charlotte, Samantha, and Miranda are talking about Mexican food. I don't quite know uh, the particulars of the test when they talk about uh, the, the the pudding, because I know that they're not talking about a man. You know, during that part of the conversation, the broader scene mm. or conversation as a whole. I think, touches on men. But um, that sticks out to me as a moment when they're discussing something aside from their partners. Otherwise, it's a it's a challenging pull. Uh, oh, uh, how was your flight? When they all catch up, they say, how was... when At the very start. And Samantha says, and I've
1: noticed this every time, fabulous. And do you know what? That really speaks to me because I, I started to think to myself, I was like, man, when people ask me how my flight was, I would never say fabulous. And I need to start... I need to start fucking picking my socks up and being a little bit more delightful to be around.
2: I, uh, first of all, couldn't agree more. And second of all, found that line to be quintessentially Samantha. Uh, I got a real kick out of it today. Fabulous. I, I she, the, She's got the flourishes, uh, which you know they they tell me why she was uh, as popular and such a sort of breakout star as she was S- Samantha is uh she's a joy de vivre that is you know the the you, you there's a draw it's the person you'd most want to emulate of all the characters and i think that's why people will desperately want to be categorized as a Samantha Hell um, yeah. she's also the falling
1: I, out that she had with SJP in real uh, life Did someone's family I member think, passed away I can't even remember. I the, don't know the uh, origins of it either.
2: I thought it was to what's do with SJP. It's the actress's SJP. name who plays it, it, I've forgotten. Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Um, I thought it was to do with uh, money and screen time because SJP was an yeah. executive producer, but I don't. I don't know enough. Wow.
1: Nice. Yeah.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, but before we get off screen, I'd like to continue just discussing the film on screen. Um, Samantha's the only character who displays any competence at her job in this movie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> True. Miranda's got a lot of um, – there's a lot of nods to the fact that she must be good to be in there. Well, she's no, always very no, stressed about there's it.
2: No, yeah, that doesn't suggest she's good. Yeah, someone true. who's constantly stressed and talking about their work while simultaneously never doing their work is yeah. the very definition of someone who's bad at their job. Samantha at the wedding – and like we don't even see her applying her skills professionally. We see a lot of images of Smith Garrett who, as another insert, can I say – Fucking slamming hottie! Those opening credits, when you see him from the series, and he's got long hair. Him with long hair is a big yes, please. Which bit? Oh, the very start, the credits. Yeah, it's the like, credits. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's not a full frame shot; it's a insert yeah. of him. Uh, but uh, so at at the wedding, she when when Big jilts Carrie. Uh, Samantha immediately. Stop steps saying into jilts,
1: the... man. They've given you that word. Use your own language. I don't like that you've adapted adopted
2: jilts from the film. I haven't Jilt is that's common language. that's that's in is the it? bloody Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, best. maybe it just sticks out for me. Every they say
1: it so many times I'm like, who the fuck says jilt? It's the like, it's, that is not a verb in common
2: usage. No, because because it's not a behaviour in common usage very rarely is there a genuine jilting and so i think and it's a nice word so i think in the event of one happening you know what little light there is to to glean through this thunderstorm is that we can throw the word jilt around willy-nilly so you think
1: you're jilted by runkle's tie oh
2: no certainly frustrated i i've really thrown a pigeon in the mix haven't i (laughs) yeah yeah um but no, so at the wedding, Samantha says after the jilting, she immediately steps into problem-solving mode. She's obviously familiar with delegation. She just really flexes. She says, "You take her, and I'll stay here and deal with all and of deal this." Deal with all of this. I she love gives, it. Eh? She gives away the smaller, easier job. I mean, it's no, it's no small job. Uh, you know, comforting a friend who's gone through the most traumatic emotional experience of their life. But it's certainly not addressing everyone at quite a large upscale wedding and saying look 201 the guests if yeah. Big did invite the contractor as
1: Carrie sarcastically suggested if not 200
2: I don't think Big can understand sarcasm so I have no doubt he invited the contractor uh, angrily yeah but uh, I just I, I, I really like that she, she she thrives under pressure the only time when we see her not like a, a similar application uh, is when they arrive at the honeymoon and uh, the 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 man who sort of attends the house or whatever hotel says, um, uh, I was expecting a Mr. and Mrs. Preston or something along those lines. And uh, Samantha says, you'll be waiting a long time, takes a drink from him, we'll talk. And uh, I think her priorities are out of line there. I think she puts sass before functionality or substance because we then see you know the caperish fallout of this which is that's
1: what makes the house is already prepared the damage is done guy it's not going to be undone by telling the guy who greets you at the door i think her priorities in that moment are what defines samantha jones that that right there that is samantha
2: in her element it's true i i guess yeah i just think because when they they run into the, the room and they see all the rose petals and stuff and they clean it up yeah. and they go no more honeymoon stuff i'm like just say it on the way in you know he's got a team yeah, of people true <laughs> get the word around the workers if you will absolutely um but yeah that's that's my it's my bit
1: i wish we saw more of mexico when we we're in mexico just while we're there beyond the hotel i don't think it was shot i don't think it was shot mexico not for a damn second i've been in more like mexican feeling restaurants in los angeles than the one that's depicted on screen
2: i think we and i've been to mexico i i think we see their mexico um i i genuinely believe that's how they holiday there and I I mean, I'm 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 inclined to agree, but I just I don't know what the budget was in this movie, but it's something ludicrous. Why? How could they not go to Mexico? Why wouldn't they? It'd be huge, absolutely.
1: And also, they probably shot it, you know, in L.A. It's not fucking far.
2: No, I would actually think they probably shot it in New York mostly, um, just because of the the (laughs) movie set. Of course.
1: (laughs) My bad. (laughs) No, no, right? Not at all. The other coast. But um, if you're going to do... I mean, do you know what? I feel like someone gave them that note and they fucking took it to heart on the second movie. <laughs> like, righto. Locations is what you want, huh? Yeah. There are parallels All right. well, between well, the well two. Well, why don't we fucking pack up this whole operation and these four gals, put them in a box and send them to Morocco and then tell you that it's Abu Dhabi. How about do you know what, that?
2: Do you know what would be great? Screen to screen. Get them up at the same time. I want to map out the beats as they come. I want to see when they go to Abu Dhabi against, when they go to Mexico. Yes. I want to see Please. how they treat the respective staff at respective resorts. Um, there are there are lessons to be learned. Okay, here's here's what I can do to help
1: that guy. Um, they're a very similar length. They're not identical. What I could do maybe is cut together, um, I'll get the two files, jam them together side by side, and maybe put all the sound from one movie in the left ear, and all of the sound from the other movie in the right so you can pick what one you want to listen to just by moving the cups around if you design
2: that my promise to you is I will watch both with both ears in the whole time (laughs) (laughs) done my dude
1: this is a Faustian bargain
2: that is not Faustian I'm not getting immortality I've just signed myself up for the longest two and a half hours of my life (laughs) Doesn't Faustian just mean a deal with the
1: devil? Or does it mean you're getting everlasting life out of it?
2: I always remember it, it's from uh, Dr. Faustus, right? Which was a, a a play where I think a man bargains for immortality. And it was then the inspiration for the movie Bedazzled. I could be wrong. Wow, good knowledge. Bedazzled was that one with Liz Hurley, right? Uh, well, uh, it was originally um a Peter Cook and Dudley Moore film but there was then a Brendan Fraser and Liz Hurley version um what do you think of Brendan Fraser by the way
1: mate I read that I think it was this year there was a big write-up about like what the fuck happened to Brendan Fraser and he was just on a ranch with his horses he seems like a deeply simple
2: man but one who's kind of having a good time He's got a deeply simple face But that article gave me a lot of respect for him he, I think he went through quite a lot uh, Yeah he, he went, I can't remember the particulars Do no, you remember? I, I feel like he was um, Potentially sexually harassed in some way uh, Yeah that rings a bell But anyway He got really into horses and bow and arrows And uh, I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm all for that Nothing, No criticism over here Um. Yeah. And he's got- and he's just like... He's out there raising his
1: daughter, right? On like a ranch. It's I think fucking he's got- cool, man. Because he was a bankable... Brendan Fraser, I think, is quite an inspiration for all of us. Because he was a guy who got dangled just like paycheck after paycheck. He became, for a brief time, mainly from the Mummy franchise, very bankable. He went from this kind of ludicrous, comedic relief star who had a hot bod, see George of the Jungle to a legitimate kind of action star who could be relied upon to bring in the big bucks, see the mummy. And then he kind of j- just realized that he wasn't happy doing this. So he fucking bought a ranch and got some lovely horses. Good on
2: it's, him. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, anyway, sorry, what were you... No, nah, no, nah, I think you were saying Did we get to the bottom of was, Faustian or... Was much more interesting. I just wanted to say, you know, speaking of the sequel, uh, yeah. is it possible... Could the show business be so cynical? Could Mattress mm. Pikelet King be so cunning as to purely insert the kiss between Stanford and Anthony uh, as set up for the sequel? Because that does well, not service the story whatsoever. There is no value to be gained from that kiss.
1: Here's what you've got to keep remembering. We haven't seen all of the TV shows, so there could be some stuff that we're missing from their relationship. True. I'll also tell you that at the very end when we're at the um, second wedding for Carrie and Big in the cafe, uh, they are sitting together. You don't see it for long, but you do see it.
2: That, to me, bolsters my theory. That it doesn't mean anything. That it's no that it's a, a cunning bit of it's a, it's like a oh it's like it's yeah, a device well, that popularized by the Marvel cinematic Universe now where they put little fucking teasers about what's what's to come next at the end of films because we also see the dog who gets its own little sort of moment in sex in the city too Samantha's one dog. man's one man's cash grab is another man's plot
1: development of the universe though you know I mean it could just be a, a furthering of the story of a minor character. You're looking at it so cynically, though, which I well, enjoy. Why? I
2: mean, but why bother?
1: Like, that, we're we don't, panning out the world,
2: man. We're not it's given enough time to care about either of them, really. Although, I mean, you're right. They are from the show. And I actually did... Uh, I'm going to dive straight into a shining light here. Uh, Do it. Is that Anthony or Anthony, by the way? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I've been alternating pronunciations this series because I literally cannot figure it out. Um, but... The he he was he is the holder of the prestigious Guy Montgomery's shining light. Uh when they're preparing for the wedding, and he says, "Who let the dogs out? Get these dogs out of here." That's all we need is the lift of a leg on the train of a dress. Um, he's all like he's in especially in work mode. Him and Samantha both show themselves to be competent at their job. He's uh he's a character. He gets people to the wedding. He uh, though. They- I don't want to
1: derail your your wider point because this isn't technically while he's at work. But when he is at the um, baby shower, he sees Samantha and, without any self
2: censorship, says, Mother of God, what's with the gut? But that is like, that is um, Samantha. Like, I, I feel like they're a more natural energy or friendship match, Samantha and Anthony, than Anthony and Charlotte, which seems somewhat like an odd coupling to me like the angel, you're right
1: the way because they speak samantha even does this exact thing to miranda when miranda's sitting out and reveals that she hasn't waxed her bikini line ahead of the mexico
2: trip you're right <laughs> you are take your victory lap guy montgomery you've nailed it that'd be a great match um yeah but he anyway he uh, he really brought it that line was a lot of fun he um he's just he's, do you ever think
1: about who let the dogs out the song when he says it because i've I can't yeah. it's the only place my
2: brain goes. Who let that the is, dogs out? It's a reference. Do you know that song is about um about uh women that are deemed ugly by the Baja men dancing at the club? It doesn't shock me to hear. But I always thought of the That's Baja so men so, as bastions of uh equality and feminism. You know, real champions of the cause. And now you tell me I have to readdress the memories I've carried of this group. Never met your heroes. I thought they were worried about, uh, yeah, I guess, well, I haven't met them. And uh, they've been demoted. So I can meet them now because they're no longer my heroes. So actually, thanks a lot, Tim, because you've given me motivation to look up the Baja men, take them out for a coffee, talk to them You're about... welcome.
1: Can I do my shining light? Or did you, you were, it felt like you were winding up to a cool point. Do you have uh, something you want to throw out?
2: Nah, dude. Um, I just wanted to say, nah.
1: <laughs> My shining light this week is the flight attendant on Samantha's flight as she's coming back from New York to Los Angeles uh, the last time after she's broken up with Smith. Get it? And she's hoeing into a. Le- she's in first class, hoeing into a little dessert out of a glass bowl. That fucking actress, who, who's the, um, the uh, flight attendant, actually, I actually don't usually say actress, I say actor for both genders. I don't know why I said actress. I that think it's because we were talking about the Baja men, the poison Yeah, it's seeded into my brain. Um, fuck, she is good, man. I reckon she is. She's going to be real funny in real life. She's got to be like an improviser or a, a very experienced comedic actor. Like she's something special. She's on screen ever so briefly,
2: but she absolutely nails her mark. Um, I love that. I'm going to look out for her. Um, in the she's
1: so good. She says, "Ma'am, we're uh, about to land." I'm going to need to take that. And she does that beautiful disarming thing where you give a little wink as you say something that's an instruction to take yeah. the bowl away. Samantha's having none of it, by the way, folks, if you haven't seen the movie. She wants to get every last calorie out of that bowl into her gob. But the flight attendant persists, and it's a funny tug-of-war over a crystal dessert bowl in first class. What a bit of poetry on a flight.
2: Absolutely. Uh I'm really looking forward to that. Even in your retelling of the of the line, uh, that little pause there, um, it's, it's a real joy. And uh, certainly, you know, well, there's not always a lot to look forward to as we trudge through these. Um, what are soon to be the uh, the adolescence of this season, uh, the teenage years, you know, the moody, hormonal, boner-having, pubic hair-growing, pimply, oily, virginal, confused... Are uh, terrified, you know. Weeks, days—I mean, hours. Who knows how it's going to shake out? Um, it's nice to have these little benchmarks to look forward to and judge one another on. Um, speaking of a little Easter egg for you to look for next time is when they're unpacking Carrie's apartment, you know, in the heady days of uh, the promise of marriage and heaven on Fifth, uh, and Samantha puts on walk this way by i think aerosmith and run, run dmc run dmc you got it, it just is it just run dmc or is it with aerosmith am i imagining that i think
1: do you know what i think that song is not only a sample from aerosmith i think aerosmith like came on the track with them yeah so yeah but either song, way it is and i am and run DMC.
2: fast learning to hate with every th- atom of my of my being um there's a an LP in the background as, as the camera pulls away from the close-up on the CD player. And uh, on the LP, I had to pause it because I was like, what is he doing there? Because I thought I'd seen Noel Fielding uh, across the front of an LP. Of the Mighty Boosh? Yes, of a, on, the, on a weird comedy LP that uh, SJP was keeping on hand. And... Um, And I was like, wow, that's a really obscure detail. And then I looked a little closer and noticed that it was, in fact, um, Joan Jett. uh, The album cover being for her album, uh, I Love Rock and Roll. Mm. And Noel Fielding has 100% jacked her style. If you look at this album cover, I'm going to send it to you right now, actually, Tim. Um, Uh, It is... A carbon copy. Anyway, certainly something to look for. Actually, I could not show it to you now and you could treat yourself later or do you want me to send it to you now?
1: No, send it to me now, mate. Why why wait for dessert when dessert can be served right now?
2: Um, Because the waiting makes it sweeter. You got it. Did you
1: send it or not? Oh, no, you've just sent me. Oh, you could not be more right. Holy shit. That could be... Noel fielding like even that- in the photo so it's that what you're looking for folks if you're googling at home if you got your phone out and you're looking on google image search you're looking for joan Jett. um i love rock and roll you'll see it immediately it's the pink blazer um with a black shirt underneath she's got a little chain and a neckerchief and that that could be Noel fielding a Fuck,
2: genuine man. dead ringer
1: Everyone thinks he's so fucking original, but he's just been ripping Joan Jet the whole time.
2: That's right. If you watch back to The Mighty Boosh, it's just, you know, the same lyrics reassembled into entire television shows. <laughs> Have you ever seen, I can't remember the comedian
1: who does it, but it's on one of the panel shows like, uh, what's that one called? Eight and a Half Cats? Is that what it's called?
2: I think Ten what you're a- describing is Simon Amstel roasting him on uh, Nevermind the Buzzcocks.
1: That's it. He absolutely devastates him. By doing, uh, as a if you're a like comedian, the worst thing anyone could do is like figure out exactly the thing that you do to create all your jokes and then articulate that. And he does it so <laughs> fucking deeply. Oh it's, boy! Yeah, yeah. It's great uh, clip. It's at any really rate really impressive. I, I know you've got to go, uh, pretty much now, oh, guy. Sh- but can I? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, you do. I, I just this is probably too big a question to throw at you right now, but I'm doing it anyway where do you put this movie right now on the ninth watch against the pantheon of worst idea films
2: uh it's not really a fair comparison like i it, it lands in second grown-ups to his first just because it was so long ago i still I'm, i i want to watch it Eh. I've yeah like I'd, I'd watch it and on. I've got I've, I'd have positive memories uh, sex in the city the film I think no matter how dire and toxic this relationship becomes uh, I would like to go on record as saying you know inarguably a better piece of filmmaking than sex in the city too we yeah, are yeah. your friends uh, those wounds are still fresh so mm. um, I can't really I, I still would sooner not have anything to do with that movie Um So I'd say it's second. What about you?
1: You've summed that up beautifully. It's like hearing my own thoughts vocalised through your voice. Yeah. No, you've got it spot on. Well, look, on that um, note, I don't know how to characterise it. It's not quite depressing because we have accepted that this isn't the worst film we're going to engage with in this project. Nonetheless... There's a long road to hoe, Guy Montgomery. Let us get on with our lives, ever so briefly, before our next watch. Uh, This is taking a vastly different style of time away from us than the previous two projects, which were a a watch a week. We are currently doing a watch a day. It's unpleasant. It's um, logistically quite difficult. And it is putting a strain on external relationships. But the experiment must be
2: continue that's right uh, I'd just like to to um, end this episode with the same quote that uh, Carrie Bradshaw uses to end the entirety of the movie which is some of the most fucking horse shit baloney uh, I've ever heard which is that maybe some labels are best left in the closet maybe when we label people bride, groom husband, wife Married, single, we forget to look past the label to the person. Uh, Maybe that's your fucking problem, Carrie. Don't lump me in with that horse shit. I see people. Thank you. Good night.
0: We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.